Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday, the 17th of November. Today, Michael Hooper hangs up the Wallaby gold to chase Olympic gold instead. Will we see Nick Kyrgios take to the court this Aussie summer and prepare yourself for the greatest party in Formula One history? But first... Australia are through to the ODI World Cup final. That might be it. Cut back with a point, and it's into the boundary. Cummins gets the job done. Yes, Australia are through to their eighth ODI World Cup final this Sunday after a nervous win over South Africa last night that continues the Proteus semi-final curse with the major cricketing nation. Still yet to make the final now, having gone out at the semi-final stage in five of the nine ODI World Cups. Because they can't handle the pressure. Despite expectations of a slow spinning deck, the Aussie win was set up by their pace attack. Big-time bowling from Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood reduced the Proteus to four for just 24 runs and left South Africa on the back foot for the remainder of their innings. An outstanding century from David Miller lifted the total to a respectable 212, but the Aussie bowling attack had done its job, helped out by a bit of a part-timer too. Travis Head comes in and breaks the partnership. A massive moment in the semi-final and the quest for a place in the final on Sunday. Turn, and he's right in front of the stumps. Travis Head has two and two. Part-time spinner Travis Head delivered back-to-back wickets just as South Africa were resting back control of their innings before he then came out and opened the Aussie run chase in style. Again, it's into the gap. Another boundary for Travis Head. Despite something of a middle-order collapse, Australia limped to the finish line, winning the match with three wickets to spare and setting themselves the Mount Everest of cricketing challenges to beat India in India to claim a sixth ODI World Cup title this Sunday. Eddie Jones might not have deemed him worthy of a spot at the most recent World Cup, but there is no denying the special place Michael Hooper holds in Australian rugby. Now Quade Cooper, no left pass, and running on to it is Michael Hooper. The inside ball has worked a treat again. The 32-year-old, who along with 125 test caps for his country, also holds the record for the most ever tests as Wallaby captain, looks to officially be done in the 15-man version of the sport, with news yesterday that he is turning his athletic attention elsewhere. I didn't think I'd be here. Um, you know, so to be able to extend you know, my career in Australia is really exciting for me on a personal level. And then challenge-wise, like, um, hell of a cha- challenge to play, you know, such a different form of the game, um, but still on home soil and with an exciting year ahead, so fantastic. The four-time John Eels medalist announced that he will be joining the Australian Rugby Sevens program, clearly deciding he'd like to spend his twilight years in the sport with half as many people on the field, while also targeting adding an Olympic medal to his trophy cabinet. I am feeling very Olympic today. How about you? But while he'd love to stand atop the podium in Paris next year, Hoops isn't naive to the challenge he faces in actually cracking the team for the Games. Uh, yeah, the Olympics is obviously uh, huge. Um, Paris, um, you know, it's something that I you know, never thought I'd be part of. So um, to kind of have that as, a, I guess, an end point for, for I guess, this season is huge. Um, but, um, you know, I'm coming in as an absolute, you know, rookie in, in this world. 
Um, so my the wool's you know going to be pulled over the eyes pretty quick in, in terms of what it takes. Um, and you know I'm seeing glimpses of that, but to be able to do it and perform, you know often and frequently at that level is going to be a, a really hard challenge. So, um, But that's part of the excitement of it. Hooper and his new teammates kickstart their new seven season in Dubai on December 2nd. And while Hooper might be the forgotten man of rugby union, there's one man we haven't seen in even longer elsewhere on the sporting landscape. Nick Kyrgios hasn't taken to the tennis court since September last year after knee and wrist injuries forced him into every athlete's worst nightmare, the rehab room. I hate that place. Kyrgios was arguably in career-best form after a spectacular run to the 2022 Wimbledon final where he ultimately lost to Novak Djokovic before the injury curse hit, which has left the former world number 13 currently unranked in the tennis world. But Nick has made a return to the tennis court of sorts. Nick Kyrgios is here. We've missed you, man. It's hey, great guys. to see Good you. Good to be here. Well, what, oh, are you, what are you doing in LA? Um, I've got a couple things going on, but yeah, as I was just getting a coffee, I saw you guys, and <laughs> you guys had a spare suit, spare microphone, so here I am. Kyrgios made his tennis commentary debut on the ATP finals for the Tennis Channel overnight and did pull back the curtain on his own return to the court. Yeah, I mean, after last year, I had such a great year, and I'm so hungry to get back out there and had a couple issues with my knee and now had a bit of a wrist issue as well. So, you know, I'm doing everything I can to get back out there. Obviously, you know how injuries are every day, just doing the rehab, doing the gym work. But to be here and being able to, you know, watch the match we're about to watch, making me more hungry to get out there. But I'm really looking forward to breaking it down for everyone out there. You know, I've been out there, been in the locker room with these guys, so it's going to be insane. Kyrgios admitted the stars would have to align for him a little bit if he is to get back to his best form and return to being one of the world's best players again. But he is doing the work, and while it appears unlikely we'll see naughty Nick take part in this Aussie summer of tennis, at 28 years young, there's still plenty of life left in the most dangerous man on the tennis court. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's been over 40 years, but this weekend the glitz and glamour of Formula One returns to the glitter strip of Las Vegas. Vegas. The penultimate race of the F1 season will take place this weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. With practice starting today for what is set to be a thrilling 50-lap race around some of the most iconic streets of any city on the planet. The 6.2-kilometre street circuit will take in some of the city icons, such as Caesars Palace and the Bellagio, and the two Aussies who will line up on the group seem quietly confident about their chances of winning big in Vegas. Confident coming into this weekend, I think, uh, yeah, the last few weekends have been tricky for differing reasons, but I think... Uh, the, the pace, especially over one lap, has, has always actually been quite good. It's just putting it together at the right time and, and just being consistent has been sort of the, the struggle. So it's going to be a, a unique circuit in terms of long straights, slow corners, uh, cooler temperatures. So, yeah, a lot of things to, to try and get right. McLaren's Oscar Piastri has enjoyed an impressive debut season, which sees him sit ninth in the Drivers' Championship and has delivered him a contract extension with the manufacturer until 2026. The future of Piastri's countryman, Dan Ricciardo, however, is less certain. It's definitely been feeling good. You know, it's definitely the last few weekends it's felt like a much more competitive car, a points car. It's, look, I think we're going to get so many challenges here with the new circuit. Obviously, none of us, not, we've done simulator, but even there it's hard. You know, grip levels, you don't really know. It seems like it's quite low grip, um, having a bit of a feel and hearing some reports. So I think it's going to be a challenge. Of course, every race is a challenge. I think this one even more so, learning a new track and on maybe very slippery conditions with lots of walls. Uh, but that's where I would you know, lean on a little bit of probably, hopefully my maturity and some experience and yeah, just kind of 
I have a bit of a patient approach. Interesting that Ricardo is looking to rely on his maturity in a location where most men his age behave incredibly immature. Remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Ricardo continues to be at the centre of speculation that he'll replace Sergio Perez next year and return to Red Bull, where he'd race alongside Mac Verstappen, who's already wrapped up the 2023 Drivers' Championship in perhaps one of the most dominant seasons ever seen in the sport, taking out 17 of the 21 races so far. So this weekend in the Vegas desert, I'd be betting on Max. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport to wrap up another week. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you Monday on the Scorecard. Listener.